Narcissistic mothers teach their daughters that love is not unconditional, that it is only given when they behave in accordance with maternal expectations and whims. As adults, these daughters have difficulty overcoming feelings of inadequacy, disappointment, emotional emptiness, and sadness. They also have a fear of abandonment that leads them to form unhealthy romantic relationships, as well as a tendency to perfectionism and unrelenting self-criticism, or to self-sabotage and frustration. Dr. McBride Welcome back to another week of My Mother the Narcissist. I'm Jess, and as we are here at episode 7, I would like to let you all know that we have broken just over a thousand downloads since launching in December. I am still so thankful that you are here with me and trust me to share this space with you. I have met some of the most wonderful and kind souls on this journey and I couldn't have asked for a better outcome when I branched out to make this podcast. I never knew submitting that first episode that anyone other than my friends would hear it. The fact that I am now being listened to in over 30 countries blows my mind. This story has reached so many ears now, and I know that it will reach so much more. This week, I wanted to go over something that has been very hard for me to come to grips with. My unofficial eating disorder. Unofficial because I still haven't been able to see any type of specialist for these issues, but based on experience, memory, habits of eating, and the thoughts that I have towards eating and how much it sometimes hurts to even think about eating, I would compare that to an eating disorder. I really started to notice that there was an issue when I was around eight years old and the neighbors who had kids my age made some of the best home cooked meals nearly every night. Traditional Mexican food and the kids were only allowed water with dinner. This was an entirely different world to me. Not only did my mother never force me to drink water, so much so I was upset when I didn't have the option for something other than water. But I also had no idea how to actually enjoy a full-course meal. The food smelled amazing and looked absolutely delicious, but I was used to such basic foods that I couldn't even try anything else outside of what I was used to until I was an adult. My mother didn't starve me, but she kept the bare minimum in the house, to the point to where I didn't like normal food. We weren't broke, either. It's not like we couldn't afford groceries. As a matter of fact, as an adult now, 
and seeing what kind of food I can get for how much she used to spend weekly. It blows my mind how I primarily ate box dinners and bologna every day. Or hot dogs. Or just junk foods and snack foods. There would be the occasional pork chops or meatloaf, but I hated meatloaf. Until I tasted real meatloaf. That stuff is amazing. Another point I want to make is up until recently, even with her out of the picture, my father still settled for frozen TV dinners and the bare minimum. Eating was so hard for me. If it wasn't processed food, I couldn't stomach it. As I got older, the healthier I tried to eat, it felt like I would just get more sick. Another wild bit of information is that most of my life, she claimed to be allergic to almost all fruits and vegetables. So naturally, we didn't keep them in the house. She could eat an apple without the skin, but couldn't drink apple juice. She could drink orange juice, but not eat an actual orange. All of those years, I believed her, and I just accepted that fruits and vegetables were not something to be kept in my home. Naturally, I didn't eat them either. The narcissist in my mother was relentless. I used to see it as this fiery courage that couldn't be tamed. But as the rose-colored glasses lifted, I realized I was wrong. I mimicked everything my mother did. Her words, her tones, her actions, and her diet. Being an athlete all of those years and seeing everyone eat so healthfully, I almost mocked them. Having this much of a poor diet at such a young age opened me up to a slew of issues that I was never prepared for, and I'm still battling today. My mother was always near 300 pounds as a person and was extremely unhealthy. She ended up not only battling cancer twice in my lifetime, but also undergoing multiple emergency surgeries for heart and blood pressure issues. I don't remember at what point I started to get sick, but either first thing in the morning or late at night, I would become overwhelmed with this hot pain in my stomach and fall very ill. I spent more time in the bathroom some nights than I did sleeping. My mother would come check on me, but her main solution would either be to give me Tums or Pepto and call it a night. She never showed genuine concern for me. I remember she would just stand in the doorway and silently watch. When I became a figure skater, she expected an Olympic athlete out of me. And because at this point, I had not had any proper nourishment that a child should have to be strong or healthy, there was a lot that I couldn't do. I had no stamina, no real strength or muscle, but I had to perform perfectly or else I knew what I had to deal with. A lot of times I remember not even eating breakfast at a point. We had small things in the house that I could have tried to eat before practice, but I was afraid to eat. Eating hurt at this point, and I thought that if I didn't eat before practice, I wouldn't get sick. 
so I barely ate. It wasn't until recently that I realized this feeling was malnourishment. Even though I was eating every day, I hadn't ever had a good enough or even consistent enough diet to support any lifestyle out of living at home. What never made sense to me was her determination to have me as this image of athletic perfection, but give no effort into making sure I could achieve that. If you think about it, that's such a twisted little trick a narcissist in control can play. Demand this image of you, but set you up entirely for failure, so that ultimately you suffer at the hands of them. This was her biggest play with me, always setting me up for failure. This has not only left me confused and lost in a lot of areas of my life, but it has also left me with this crippling fear of letting people down. This eating and getting sick issue became a normal part of my life. My mother did nothing to help combat it except try and feed me Pepto and Tums still. The only difference this time was that she kept crackers and orange Gatorade in the house for the days that I was sick. No doctors, no specialists, just a woman allowing her daughter's intestines to swell and rot from improper dieting. It carried on into my teens when I would start working jobs and would have to call in all of the time because I was sick. I was always so stressed and tired from feeling so ill that it really did start becoming about the stress. Any amount of stress would trigger this inflammation and I would get sick. I felt helpless and broken. I couldn't eat healthy food because it felt so foreign to me and eating processed food just made me feel ill. I caught a break when I started working at restaurants, the easy access to meals and snacks. It wasn't hot dogs or bologna, but warm food. It wasn't that good for me, and it still made me feel sick most times, but it was better than home. As I started making money and working more jobs, I only ate out at this point. I had no real kitchen skills. Making food at home was impossible because if I even started buying my own groceries, she wouldn't let me cook without scalding me or watching me cook to make sure I didn't ruin her precious cooking utensils or pots and pans. I didn't even want to cook at this point. I felt shame in wanting to cook myself food because of this. This was the most twisted mindset I had ever experienced. Food was such a weird thing to me, to where I started to hate food, but I knew I couldn't not eat. I wish I could tell you that I have a better diet, but I am still struggling with eating normally. It is still hard for me some days to even bring myself to buy proper groceries. 
This has really taken a lot from me as a person. I know so much of my life has been spent sick and away from things because of this. Every day I am trying to change and fix this part of me. And for small periods of time, I was in situations where I had proper meals all of the time. But those times ended, and I was left with myself again. Those times got dark, and I couldn't even bring myself to eat. The battle with food, whether or not you overindulge or do not eat, it is not easy to fix. The battle with food, regardless of why you feel that way, feels impossible to overcome. Eating has been a huge battle for me. From not knowing how to properly eat, and not knowing what will hurt and what won't, to having dependencies on specific things to even give you an appetite, and then still getting sick. I am still trying to find a balance, and I would be lying if I said I didn't still indulge in these things that hurt me. In a way, it is a form of self-harm that I am coming to terms with through this healing process. Listen to me, as I need to hear this as well. I know I am worthy of healthy food, and that healthy food is good for me. I know I am hurting because of this battle with food, but I can win against the pain I feel. I know this is not my fault, and I have the power to change it. Whatever we are going through, we are not alone in this. Regardless if you are struggling with an eating disorder of any kind, we all have our own battles with trauma and in every battle there are thousands of soldiers fighting. Just because we cannot see this battle or the soldiers fighting with us doesn't mean that we will not win. I am still fighting, but I know I am healing, and just because every day isn't perfect doesn't mean I'm not progressing. And that goes for you too. This has been an extremely heavy episode for me to produce. Seeing as this issue with eating has only just begun to be handled, and I'm still struggling with it, I almost didn't even write this episode yet. But this is a part of the journey. It's not perfect, and it's just the beginning. Every week I go into these episodes and I feel like I will run out of things to cover and then things just always start to make sense. As I write these episodes, I am unraveling those black spots in my life that have been kept in the shadows for so long. Self-harm has been a huge problem in my life. Not just physical self-harm, but mental, emotional, and even sexual. When your whole life is a different variation of abuse, that just feels normal from you or the friends and partners you take on in life. When you allow others who mimic the influence of your narcissist, it will always feel like home. I recently heard somewhere 
that if someone feels like home, and home wasn't always a safe place, then that person may not be a safe place for you. The habits I have acknowledged and let go of have shed what feels like over a thousand pounds of grief from my bones. Speaking of bones, I want to go ahead and turn to some announcements. A few of my friends and listeners have made comments on my voice and how I should utilize it for ASMR. I've sat on it, tested a few ideas, and landed on doing my own ASMR series of dark things. From the world's most notorious serial killers to the darkest and most haunted corners of the world. I have found so much peace in making these episodes for you all that I wanted to roll with that idea for the ASMR to give you more content. So, while I will be producing this podcast about my journey and healing from narcissistic abuse, I will be creating other episodes that revolve around my extensive collection and gathered knowledge of all things dark and macabre. I kind of specialize in that in my own way. I plan on having it up and running within the next few weeks, so stay tuned for updates on where that can be found. If you're listening, and you can relate to the content in this episode, I hope that you feel less alone with this battle because Lord knows I am tired of being sick of food and how it makes me feel. Something that happened through all of this is my father informed me that after she had gone through another bone marrow transplant, she miraculously was able to eat fruits and vegetables. Apparently that can happen with allergies, but unfortunately it happened long after I was gone from home. So while she started living this healthy life, I am still undoing all of the damage that it caused before. It's almost bittersweet. Again, thank you for listening and taking the time to hear me. I love you. All of you. If no one has told you that today, then please hear it from me because I do love you. You are all absolutely wonderful, and life is way too short for anything else. Please feel free to connect with me on social media, at Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, at MMTN Podcast. That's for My Mother, the Narcissist Podcast. I see every one of you and do my best to keep up with it all. Never hesitate to message me what's on your mind. You are never a burden to me, and I want to hear you too. Until next week, breathe for me. Understand it's not your fault. And ultimately, that you are loved. Thank you.